Welcome to the Blockchain Marketing Podcast, your go-to resource for tried-and-true crypto marketing strategies. As passionate marketers and communication specialists in the space, Simon Moser and Jonathan King of Polygrowth PR bring you the latest trends and techniques that are working right now for their agency's clients and share exclusive insights from special guests who are successful innovators in the industry. So grab your notepad and set your stop losses because you won't want to miss what's next. Here are your hosts, Simon Moser and Jonathan King. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Blockchain Marketing Podcast with your host, myself, Jonathan King and Simon Moser. Simon, how are you? I'm great today. Thanks. How are you? So excited, man. As usual, uh, the market seems to be doing a bit better, which is exciting. And um, and we have a great guest coming on. So we've got Philip Yonitz from Clink Finance, and uh, we are we're very excited to have him on today. Um, they have been doing some some pretty amazing things throughout the bear market, and and we want to steal some of his you know his marketing inspiration and his ideas uh, and share with our audience. So, um, Philip, how are you today? I'm very good. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Well, you know, we definitely want to to get to know a little bit about yourself and your background. And then if you want, you can share uh, with us about Clink Finance as well. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. So, yeah, as you pronounce my name perfectly right, my, I'm Philipp Jonitz. I'm German based in Berlin. And my background is all across the startup ecosystem. So I worked in the past with different ventures, mostly in the fintech space, but also related to sustainability in different accelerator programs, also in corporates with the German stock exchange and uh, venture capital firms investing in startups. But now since the last two years, I combined this interest for the venture space with my personal interest in the blockchain ecosystem by building Clink Finance together with my co-founder, Chris. And Clink Finance, what we are building there is a gamified investment platform. Why we started Clink is we saw that most of the platforms, most of the applications in the crypto space are always built towards traders. And that's also one of the big misconceptions when people are entering the space that is all about trading in order to become wealthy. So what we did with Clink is we mirrored one of the largest savings schemes globally called Pricelink price Savings, where basically you get rewarded in the form of price payouts for holding, for saving in cryptocurrencies. So this is the basic thesis why we started Clink. We are now a small company of seven people in total building only in a bear market so far you said it before the markets are getting a bit better but of course it's a completely different environment at the moment than compared to 2020 2021 for example excellent and can you maybe explain a little bit more about the gamified aspect how exactly does that work um, where are the funds coming from um, how does the distribution work yes very happy to. So when looking at the gamified aspect of Clink, you can think of 
a gamification of staking rewards. Basically, what happens is if anyone on Clink deposits some of your of his favorite token, let's say Ethereum, for every $25 worth held in Ethereum, they receive one ticket. And the ticket takes part in a daily price draw. So every day we draw seven random numbers using Chainlink VRF. So the Oracle that provides us with uh, tamper-proof, provably fair, randomized numbers. We draw seven numbers, and depending on how many numbers you match in this daily price draw, you get your yield paid out. So this way, not everyone gets the same amount of yield that you normally are used to when it comes to staking or lending or any other service. But some people will get a bit less and other people will get more. So at the moment, you can win up to 100,000 US dollars, but we have big plans to increase this type of jackpot to a million early next year. So how can we do that? And how, how is it a sustainable model? So when looking at the smaller prices on the everyday payouts that you get on Clink, they are powered by staking rewards. So if we look at Ethereum, Magic, Solana, all those other tokens, they have a staking mechanism. And this is the sustainable yield source. So basically all the funds that are held on the platform that are proof of stake token, they go into staking and then the staking, the native staking rewards are powering all the smaller prices. So for the large price payout for the jackpot price that we are moving to a million, we are working with an insurance partner because in the traditional financial space, there is a lot of these type of lottery products or also price payout products that have a very high jackpot and there have been insurances developed for exactly this type of case. So what we are doing now is we bring this traditional price indemnity insurance that has been around for a lot of years in the traditional financial markets into the crypto space. So what that means for us is we pay a premium for the insurance for every draw that we host, but we don't have any financial um, financial risk on paying out those high rewards because we have an insurance coverage for it. So it's a mixture out of sustainable smaller prices that we are paying out to many of the participants through staking rewards for staking tokens and then the jackpot price for which we are working with an insurance partner. And, and how did you come up with uh, the system? Is there any examples in the legacy finance world where you combine sort of like a lottery system with investments or is this a fundamentally new uh, concept to crypto? Yes, the, it's actually a very proven model in the traditional financial space. So in the 1960s, it was started in the UK. And in the UK, there is a governmental bond, which is called premium bond. And premium bonds have over 120 billion pounds in assets under management in the UK alone. So there are statistics that say that 25% of the population hold this type of bond. And how it works in the UK is that the interest on the bond is also participating in this distribution, which happens on a monthly basis. 
And because the volume in the system is already so high, they're basically carving out millionaires every month and um, with a high frequency. And when we looked into this model, we found that it's not only popular in the UK, but there's also similar mechanisms in Pakistan, in India, we found a similar mechanism. There is a neobank in the US, which is doing very well with bringing this type of gamified savings into the US market. And there is also pooled together in the crypto space, a protocol that has a gamified approach towards uh, yield distribution. And we are now rolling it out across any major token uh, in the in the crypto space. Well, excellent, man. That's exciting to hear. Uh, I actually didn't know about that uh, that bond in the UK. That's that's really interesting. Um, I also wonder if you have to be a resident or a citizen to to, to invest in that. That sounds sounds like a good opportunity. Um, yeah. That that being said, how have you guys found uh, adoption? I recently read a post on uh, on your co-founders. LinkedIn, and he shared some data around you guys were are, are onboarding over 200 people a day um, through the app. And so and how are you doing this? What's your secret? You know, we're in the middle of a bear market. Uh, well, who knows? We might be coming out. But, um, you know, that 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 yeah. that is typically a big challenge. How are you guys uh, having so much success? Yeah, very happy to to share a few of our learnings. So we started playing early last year with the in a validation phase where we basically looked at gamification in finance. We looked at the traditional financial space. We looked at different ways of this gamified savings approach. And then from there, we developed the first MVP and the first MVP isn't exactly what we are doing now, but we started, for example, only with USDC, with weekly price distributions. Now we are multi-token platform with daily distributions. So what we have learned is to always work very closely with our early users and then scale the adoption by trying to target more that are similar to the type of users that we attracted early on. So what we have learned that is very attractive to people interacting with Clink or interacting with this type of gamified approach is tickets. So tickets are a very proven mechanism of letting people participate in basically anything. And the word ticket or holding a ticket for anyone is something that's associated with the chance to win something great. So what we have identified as the best way for us to onboard more users and to scale the growth of our business is to not go with the application first, but to go with ticket first. So what we have did in, in August in the campaign that we did there that was very successful, where we also were onboarding uh, 200 users a day, was we created a campaign that gave the opportunity for anyone to earn token specific tickets. We did it with uh, Bitcoin in that campaign. And 
I explained the the model behind our yield payout. So for every $25 that you hold, you receive one deposit ticket that then participates in the in the daily yield distribution. But on top of this deposit ticket, we can basically create unlimited promotional tickets. We we have as one of the first features in the application, we thought about how can we incentivize more people to join. So we created promo codes and also a tiered referral system. So if anyone invites their friends, they will earn more tickets. If anyone participates in a campaign, we give out promotional codes. So we basically created our own form of cling specific currency or a form of liquidity, which is this token specific tickets. Then on the campaign platform, we work together with a partner called Claimer, also an early stage project. And they are, if you're familiar with platforms like Galaxy or Zili or any of those types of Quest platforms where you can reward community members or users for different types of actions. And we decided, okay, let's run a campaign where we combine quests and tasks with this cling specific form of currency, which is the promotional tickets. So we did that and it has proven as a very good method of onboarding users. So we had a lot of different quests from just following us on socials, reposting stuff that we are doing to filling out surveys to understand more about the, the user type, and um, up to letting community members post below other influencers or other um, important people in the space to make them aware of Clink itself. So by doing that, we had a very easy to share mechanism because in the end, to grow in the current in ecosystem, it has to be extremely easy for anyone if they like it to reshare it and let anyone participate in this campaign. So we made this process very simple and let them earn their first tickets with basically one click. So you go on the campaign platform, you follow us on Twitter, bam, you earned your first 10 Bitcoin tickets. Now you understand, okay, I can do it very easily. I can earn something here. You fill out a few tasks. And only then after you have your first tickets, you get into the next stage where like, okay, what am I doing now with these tickets? So then we go with the, hey, now you download Clink, you register as a user, you redeem your promotional code, and then you win your first Bitcoin. And we had people winning over $600 worth of Bitcoin just from a few promotional tickets. And that's always very good confirmation to build trust in the solution that we're actually paying out the prices that people can withdraw from the platform. So all those questions about trust and transparency that are currently very evident in the crypto ecosystem, we were able to answer with this campaign. So that's why it was uh, so successful in the end. Fantastic. And another question that, I, that directly connects to this maybe is, um, we've discussed it a few times now, you know, markets are seemingly changing. Um, we might see more people getting interested in crypto again in the next few months. Um, so how do you, 
first of all, are you anticipating this as well? And if yes, how are you preparing for this? Do you have any specific campaigns planned um, to, to capitalize on the influx of new people? Any creative ideas um, you're considering to get attention and, and grow the project uh, in a, let's say, more favorable market? Yeah, for us, we when we first started validating the business, the markets were not great, but okay, I would say. So we started at the very beginning, at the end of the bull market, at the beginning of a bear market. So we initially were planning for exactly that user type. So newcomers in the market. So we built also the application interface very similar to fintech apps the process of registration of verifying your user profile so we try to make it everything very intuitive but then of course in a bear market not so many of those people are around so the biggest inflow of people that come organically comes from as well also from the most crypto adopted countries with uh, very crypto native investors so we had very early on decided to implement an on-ramp a third-party on-ramp into our solution to give anyone the option to um, to deposit using fiat currency with their credit cards or bank accounts but in the current bear market you don't see a lot of this conversion from fiat into crypto but more direct crypto deposits from crypto native uh, crypto native investors so what that basically is already to to the question that you said we initially prepared for this type of user so we feel already very good um, when it comes to our current setup but we also created very detailed onboarding sequences as well so for anyone who comes across clink that we haven't spoken with or that hasn't interacted uh, with any of our podcasts or things that we are doing, then they directly get into a very detailed onboarding email sequence where we share a lot of the information, what they are interacting with about the product to create trust, to give them a step-by-step -step sequence, depending on which phase they are stuck in. So if they are stuck in registration, if they are stuck before making a deposit. So very targeted funnels that a new user um joins into to make it as easy as possible for anyone to understand the product so these these are some of the things that we are um that we already have set up that we didn't need as much because right now a very crypto native uh, audience is aware of interacting with different crypto products but we already created that also for this type of web 2.5 user who wants to start dipping their toes in the water and i also think that a lot of this will be coming back especially now that the prices are developing so well at the moment yes i, I agree with you there philip and and that's great man i think um a, a lot of projects we talked to have have definitely spent time thinking about it but um I, I think you guys have have really created uh the the ease of use aspect for for your product for people that are that are going to be new to the space which is great um 
that being said, obviously you guys have spent a lot of time developing the product and and uh, you know researching the idea and putting putting everything together. Um, when it comes to fundraising, can you can you tell us a bit uh, about how your experience was? I know you guys successfully raised with uh, Tobias and the guys at Blockchain Founders Fund, so um, congratulations on that. But how? How was that process for you and how has it been um, after receiving uh, investment from from uh, from those investors? Yeah, so we closed around our first pre-seed round between Paraluna crashing and FTX going down. So it's it has been a very turbulent market and that has been presented also from investor interest a lot since we started. So looking at early, early last year, when we first began the validation of the product, then we initially also spoke with a lot of fintech investors or only um, B2C investors, retail investors. So people who are generally investing, not very much in cryptocurrency, but also in the broad aspect of applications, consumer-facing products, B2C. So there was initially a big interest in the whole cryptocurrency space, but then, especially after the first crash, there, all of this was gone. So when we initially targeted those type of investors, we quite fast understood, okay, if we want to get funding for this in the current environment, we need to go with blockchain first investors. So investors where we don't have to spend 50% of the first introductory conversation in explaining the benefits or the long-term um, chances of the whole Web3 ecosystem. So we started looking for crypto-native VCs and you find most of them still in Asia. So we had a few of our initial conversations in Europe as well, but couldn't um, very much sway them into dipping their toes in the water already now and having interest in, in, in basically increasing their, um, their portfolio in the crypto space at the time of a bear market or at the time of all these bad things happening. But then we came across, as you said, Tobias from Blockchain Founders Fund, and they are an extremely active blockchain investor and they have been active ever since. So we have been their portfolio company for over a year and they have never stopped doing investments. So I've seen that over the last year at least where Things didn't get better in the market, but of course, worse also after. For me, FTX was the um, the biggest change in the market. So Terra Luna was already not not good, but then after FTX, a lot of the trust was gone towards any type of crypto solution. But there is many people who believe in the long term success of the whole Web three ecosystem. And what you need there is someone to open doors for you. And for us, this person was Tobias. So having them as our first investor, them and the whole Blockchain Founders Fund team, they've introduced us to a lot of other 
crypto native investors, people who believe in the long-term success of the ecosystem. And this is how we were quite fast closing our first pre-seed round with participation of UOB, which is the third largest bank in Southeast Asia, Dignam Capital, and Tech Meets Trader, which is a, a boutique crypto hedge fund from New York. And they are all, they have been in the in the network of blockchain founders fund previously, and the introductions were all facilitated by them. So for us, having this type of door opener was the the big key in getting our first funding. That is wonderful, man. I uh, I've actually been helping a couple of clients and projects raise uh, funding since around that time. So I, I I definitely know the feeling of hey, we just built something really beautiful and and everyone's getting money in in crypto at the moment and and it's easy to raise and then basically overnight the the, the well ran dry. It was just cut off. And so um, I'm so glad that you guys were able to do that. And, um, and and that's also what I've seen is like you have to build these relationships in order to make any progress. Because at this point, you know, uh, people are being very careful with uh, with capital and and they're deploying it to some projects. But it, it has definitely over the last year and a half almost it's uh it, it's been a very selective process for 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 these guys and so um yeah absolutely i mean last year already the the funding into crypto-based projects was down i think to 20 percent of the year before and now this year we are even a bit um a bit lower so it's it's a tough market to raise. I mean, everyone at the moment is looking for AI companies as well. You even see a few blockchain companies adding AI to their company description to make it a bit easier for them. But uh, if if you have those people in your network and if you have a business model that has initial traction, then it's still very much possible to to do a race in the current environment. Absolutely. Well, that is great. Well, Philip, as we wrap up, um, we like to to ask a, a, a question, you know, um, if anything would help you right now, or if you're looking for uh, the ideal client or any introductions or a partnership, um, is there anything our audience can do to support you guys or anything we can do for you? Yeah, so at the moment, we are looking to target Southeast Asia more as a market for us. And we are always happy to speak with marketers or marketing agencies based in the region, especially looking at Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, South Korea. And if anyone is based there also has access to KOLs, influencers, that's something that we are always interested in, in speaking and working with. Excellent. And I think we may be able to, to to introduce you to some people as well with that. Well, amazing. Philip, this has been great. And I want to really thank you for um for just just being present with us and 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 really sharing your journey and, and creating this product. Because you know, we see uh so many things that are that are built um and and the benefit isn't so much 
realistically for 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 the consumers. But this product seems to 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 be great, and it and it you know makes saving fun, which is which is uh, something that people need to need to put. Uh, more importance on and and have fun doing, and so I think this is a, a great product for the market, and and I look forward to all the success that you guys are going to create. Um, how can people get in contact with you and and you know tell us the website and everything? Yeah, so you can find Clink on clinkfinance.com. There's also the links to download the app on both Play Store and App Store. You can reach out to me directly. Best way is to use LinkedIn or Twitter. So both with my full name, Philip Jonitz. I'm happy to speak with anyone who's interested in the chat. Awesome. Philip, thank you so much. Simon, you have any other questions? No, I don't. Thanks so much, Philip. It was a really productive call. Uh, really exciting to, to learn about that project. And um, yeah, all the best from my side. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Blockchain Marketing Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and let us know what you want to learn about next by leaving us a review. And if you need marketing strategies and guaranteed PR to generate leads for your Web 2 or Web 3 company, reach out to us at polygrowth.io. Join us next time for the Blockchain Marketing Podcast.